This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Joining me right now, she is the author of a book called Believe It and Behave It, How to Restart, Reset, and Reframe Your Life. We all need to do that, some of us more than others. Mm -hmm. And I always want to bring people in on a Wellness Wednesday to have these discussions. So let me welcome to the show, Kate Harvey. Thank you very much. Hey, Kate. Grateful. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. There you go. Thank you so much. Step up to the microphone. (laughs) Okay, so... I'm just going to jump right in, and you can follow her at Gloss Gal, G-L-O-S-S Gal, G-A-L. You had a traumatic brain injury? Yes. When was this? So it was February 12th, 2009. Mm. And the way it happened, which is what people tend to want to know, and I appreciate why, I love hats, as many women do, and the wind that day was particularly vigorous, blew my hat off my head. I stepped down into the crosswalk to pick my hat up, And an ambulance, which was going, you know, as it may have needed to do, hit me. And so that struck me. And uh, results, multiple skull fractures, brain contusions, two and a half weeks in a coma. And then I'm happy to share with you all the operation game stuff if you want to hear it. But long story short, after nearly three months in hospital, I learned the day before my release from the second one that New York law says if you suffer an injury like I did, by law, You cannot live alone. So for the first time since I was 14, Mm. I was to live at my parents' house. What? Mm. Right. Humbling stuff. Wow. I'm, like, definitely speechless because, you know, life is so precarious, you know. We have so many plans that we make, and I I demand that we plan. We got a plan. Got a plan. You got to put a plan together. You got to definitely do your blueprint and all of this other stuff. But things happen that you can't control, predict, you can't plan for. But how do you deal with it is the question. So you're sitting here today because you apparently didn't wallow in this horrific thing that you didn't ask to have happen to you. What were you doing before the ambulance hit you? What was your career? What were your aspirations? The irony, having been laid off from a job I had in training and development in cosmetics, which I've been doing for a while, Sephora Corporate and some of the brands, I was, it was, if there was ever a good time for that kind of thing to happen, it was probably then mm. because I was about to be forced into a restart and not to be ironic and to have to do one in all elements of life. Shoot. I mean, you can't go to school for that. You're going to do it <laughs> mm. and learn it. So to your question, I, I like to think of it as humbled as opposed to broken And if you ask anybody who knew me in those first weeks, months, years following when it happened, it was not right. And none of us probably will be because we're still people. We're not yet robots. And to your point, Karen, earlier about the blueprints we make, the plans we make, the goals we set, there will be a time when you have to start from scratch. Mm. And so I learned how to do all that and not hate myself in the process. I didn't learn it right away and I learned it. And one of the reasons I wrote this book is to, I figured in like Brene Brown says, trauma is trauma. Mm -hmm. I cannot possibly have been the only person that went through something where they had to live down the rabbit hole for a minute and then come out of it. And what? So in an effort to prevent others from self-hating, self-harming, self-destructing, and living kinder, clearer, better, 
I thought, shoot, may as well put it on paper. Mm. And audio and Kindle. And other places where you can get it. <laughs> Kate Harvey. It. Um, did you have to relearn how to do everything? Because I'm imagining, right, you're in a coma for three three months. No, two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks, excuse me. Can you imagine? No, I can't. We'd ha- we probably might have NBC there if I had Oh, my uh, God. Um, right. So you're in a coma. A yeah. coma. Uh, I'm thinking a medically induced coma because your brain had swollen or swollen? No, I think I went into coma because oh, okay. I was hit the, so hard. The trauma. And oh. landed in the street so to your question not only did I have to take driver's ed again mm. in the neuropsych and uh, therapy work that I did I learned math again how to do crossword puzzles I had forgotten most everything in my recent memory mm. so one of the hacks from corporate training is when you meet people new in a room you say their name three times in your first conversation that helps imprint it in your mind mm. you know I was running that People I'd grown up with, people I'd gone to school with. I don't know anything. We used to do trivia and watch the Oscars, and I can't know, I knew nothing, like which won the best picture in 72. And so in what, I mean, how I came to do it, you know, I realized and ultimately I didn't have a choice. Hmm. I'm not trying to live at my parents' house forever, and I'm certainly not trying to live halfway. When was the last time you whitened your teeth? I had to go to the dentist because I drink about three cups of tea a day and my teeth can get really stained really quickly. And if that's you with the holidays coming up and all of these smiling pictures that you're going to be in, you want to get your teeth the whitest as possible. And now you can do it without going to the dentist. You can go to buypowerswabs.com and use my code HUNTER. Listen, this year... The teeth can be whitened, and you've never whitened your teeth until you whiten them with power swabs. They're clinically proven to whiten an average of two shades in the first five minutes. I'm talking five minutes, and power swabs will never leave your teeth and gums sore or sensitive like the other whitening treatments, and they're totally safe and effective on all dental work. And if you're not happy, power swabs are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So go try power swabs, and you'll not believe how much whiter your teeth will be in just five minutes and I have a great deal for you when you go to buypowerswabs.com and you use my code Karen you get 40% off and an additional $10 off plus a free quick stick that's right 40% off plus $10 off plus a free quick stick at buypowerswabs.com code Karen or you can call them 800 800- 668-1790-1749, use code Karen. That's 800-668-1749, use code Karen, or go to B-U-Y, buy, powerswabs.com today. Right. So A I dependent life. Right. Mm. Right. So Kate, um, what part of the brain was most impacted? So I'd have to probably pull up the medical stuff to see what part of the brain was most impacted. And that you have it written but, down is... is oh, yeah. no. I mean, well, I'll tell you, half my skull on the left side of me was damaged so badly it had to be replaced. So you knock the left side of my head and it sounds like a bone, knock the left side and it sounds like plastic, because it is. So, but I'm very happy to share the surgeries because there might be some people in med school that are listening and they probably aren't (laughs) so there was intracranial pressure on my brain so they had to take off half that skull and subdural hematoma Mm. so they had to then do a frontoparietal temporal craniectomy so there was respiratory failure so they need to do what they call mechanical ventilation and so uh, that was an intravenous 
filter so I could still breathe properly, cranioplasty for the synthetic bone flap, and then because there was excess cerebrospinal fluid, they did what's called a ventriculoperitoneal shunt, which is at the back of my head. So when I watch the Jetsons with, you know, kids I babysit <laughs> for, I kind of think about, oh, like robots. Mm. But that is like the almost the worst case. If we're thinking in a Grey's Anatomy context, that sure. is like a worst case scenario. I'm great. Absolutely agree. I'm grateful that I did not read over the medical records or the neuropsychologist write up until I was working on my book. And here's why. What I learned in reading that, because I thought, all right, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I need to provide a context to the reader so they know why I know anything about what this is. Mm. So in reading this material, I learned that when I was released from the second hospital, my memorabilities were below the first percentile. So for someone at my age, I was not I was absolutely similar as an intellectually disabled person and at the time old, I was 34 34 damn and I'm glad I didn't know that before I worked on the book because <laughs> you might not you'd be like I'm not capable of doing right? a book based on this data I mean if you know if there's magic in their science you know and those of us that cook we know you have to bring a little bit of both at the same time when it comes to your body you know yes there's prayer and there's you know dedicating yourself and the notion of uh, kinesthetic wellness and then there's doing it mm. the actions required to heal mm. when you look in the mirror you know because if I didn't know you maybe I could see something happen right but I don't know what how does it change because we're such a superficial society right and we? you know I just took a picture I don't have no makeup on I don't care I don't know what I look you like have really I really good my... skin well thank you except for this chicken pock mark now that I got which would nobody I thought know it was, is huh? a chicken I thought it was a it bindi looks like a mole looks like yeah. a bindi I yes. know I'm, I'm gonna tr- try to tell people I'm, I'm now Stop in it. that religion oh we're saying it on on mic okay yeah. Karen Hunter is going to weddings and she's got a bindi to prove it thank so you. recognize there you go thank you for that Kate Welcome. give me an out but the point I'm making is like you know facially I don't get caught up in that because it's not what I do and I don't really I care, care, but not really. But we in a, in a society that cares, and everything is predicated upon that, you know. Truth. Where Where are you in that space, Kate? It's an excellent question. Having had my head shaved for one of the surgeries and then being released from the hospital with no hair, I mean, I took it as, look how skinny I am. So I may be bald <laughs> as a baby, but I'm skinny, and I was half the person I am now, maybe. And because the surface we can kind of control. I played with that stuff for a while, you know, really, you know, skinny girl clothes and learning how to tie scarves and do rags, all kinds of funky ways, hats, you know, doing up makeup because I'm a makeup artist. And that- By craft. I taught, yeah. Exactly, by craft, by choice. And then I got to a place where it didn't make me feel any better because to what we talked about earlier, it's surface. That comes off. Clothes come off. Hair comes down or not. And wigs go on. And what what's left? Who you are. Mm. And so we can mess with the how we are. And so I decided eventually the how we are that I can play with that's all surface. What's more important than that? What's forever? The surface is for now. What's the forever? Mm. All right. So the book is Believe It and Behave It how to restart, reset, and reframe your life. Um, the restart, 
how did that what, what was the process to restart I looked back at the first time I had had I really hit the wall and that was in 1999 graduated law school took the bar failed the bar what do you do well, if you're me and you never really enjoyed the notion of practicing law after you were in it for a little bit, you ask yourself, okay, how can you apply all that you've learned and who you've become kind of in the business world and be happy? And so I asked someone I knew who really loved their job and having learned enough about it, was there an opportunity maybe to do contract or freelance? And she said, let me ask. And so she did. I interviewed for that. And that's how I went to work in advertising. And so shouts to Elizabeth Levine and Ryan Parikh for having gotten me that nice. work. And so even though it was 2009 and 2010, 11, I remembered, wait, I, there's been a time before when I dropped everything and was in, I don't want to cuss on camera. On the you mic. can, you can. No, girl, I okay. wouldn't. And what, what worked? Raise your hand and ask for help. And that's what I did. And when it's interesting to talk to people about this, they, many people, especially women, don't like to ask for help because it somehow connotes weakness. And what I've said and what I mean is when you say you can't do it on your own, that's only because you're really aware. And once you find the courage to ask for help, everything is easier. Everything is easier. And you know, so th that's one way that I rebuilt. Who was there to help you? Because a lot of people also sure. don't ask for help because they don't feel like they have a support system that will show up for them. And the last thing in the world is to ask for help and not receive it. That's worse than asking. Fact. Fact. <laughs> so. Happily, my close friends that remained in my company through this, they were there. And then because I am an expressive person and I volunteer a bunch of places and I've lived in New York you know, more than half my life, where I was born, I met people and I threw myself into different places to volunteer, different not-for-profits to get involved with. And I learned that the most useful thing for me, the most powerful tool was my instinct. And if it felt right, if that person felt kind, they felt like they cared, let me ask them, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. Mm. And having learned via all kinds of mistakes that intention and perception don't always work together. Okay, it's going to happen sometimes when you say to someone, help. And they either can't give it to you or they don't want to give it to you. And what I've learned from that is not to take it personally. Because mm. that's them. That's not right. you. Right. You have something good to bring to it. Mm. So to answer your question, a combination of my close people and some brand new folks in the tribe. And thank God, and my family. Were you ever at a place where you didn't want to go on? Kate stuck around, and we got two winners. Two winners of this Believe awesome. It and Behave It, How to Restart, Reset, Reframe Your Life. Before we go to them, I ask you a very loaded question. Um, a, because I, I, I've been posting music on my little Instagrams every morning. Just kind of like my playlist to get me started, you know. I was listening to Jamila T. Davis talk about, you know, when you're feeling down, music gets you through. Fact. Mm -hmm. 
And I've had so many comments about people being depressed. I put uh, optimism, optimistic, you know, the the sounds of blackness. And somebody's like, I was feeling really sad (gasps) today. And then I saw this. And then somebody else was like, I'm in the hospital with my mom right now. Mm. And I saw this song. And it's like it gave me inspiration. A lot of people are struggling with depression who didn't go through a traumatic brain injury, didn't, weren't in a coma, didn't have their whole frontal lobe, you know, didn't go through what you went through and are contemplating not being here. Have you been in that space, Kate? Well, my parents and brother are definitely tuning in and they're going to hear this and I don't want them to hear it. I will do everyone a disservice if I'm not honest. And the answer to the question, Karen, is yes. When was the last time you whitened your teeth? I had to go to the dentist because I drink about three cups of tea a day and my teeth can get really stained really quickly. And if that's you with the holidays coming up and all of these smiling pictures that you're going to be in, you want to get your teeth the whitest as possible and now you can do it without going to the dentist. You can go to buypowerswabs.com and use my code HUNTER. Listen, this year... The teeth can be whitened, and you've never whitened your teeth until you whiten them with power swabs. They're clinically proven to whiten an average of two shades in the first five minutes. I'm talking five minutes, and power swabs will never leave your teeth and gums sore or sensitive like the other whitening treatments, and they're totally safe and effective on all dental work. And if you're not happy, power swabs are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So go try power swabs, and you'll not believe how much whiter your teeth will be in just Five minutes, and I have a great deal for you. When you go to buypowerswabs.com and you use my code Karen, you get 40% off and an additional $10 off plus a free quick stick. That's right, 40% off plus $10 off plus a free quick stick at buypowerswabs.com code Karen, or you can call them 800 668 1749 use code Karen. That's 800-668-1749, use code Karen, or go to B-U-Y, buy powerswabs.com today. I did consider so many times, what happens if I don't wake up tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I didn't get as far as figuring out ways I could facilitate that. And the feelings of giving up and why bother and what's the use? I was loaded with them long after I was officially better in finger quotes because, you know, the medical industry will identify you as that. And only you know when you're better. And to your point about music, as a singer since I'm eight and a trained singer since I'm 14, Mm. I did find all kinds of relief and joy in. I mean, if if I can name I'll name artists if you would like, because, I mean, Layla. Well, Layla Hathaway. All right. uh, Everything solo, as well as her album with Joe Sample, oh. um, Raheem Devon, Wes Felton. Oh, okay. Who else? I mean, mm, Go ahead. let's see. Having heard first heard Maxwell in 1996 when Urban Hang Suite came out, him, um, earlier Robin Thicke, and then some of the newer stuff, but before Blurred Lines, because that's its own work. Before Blurred Lines and after Paula. <laughs> well, like there's a, a couple pre I think during Paula which mm. is when um, A Beautiful World came oh, out yeah. and um, yeah, yeah. when he had the longer hair and I, well I get you alone and what was the Layla Hathaway cut the one the, the song that got you through oh Boston mm. okay alright it's alright yeah. no no I know yeah and some of the older music that we heard in the house growing up Paul Robes and Mahalia Jackson mm. Leontine Price, Grace Bumbry, and 
just to Kathleen Wait, Battle. Who raised you? Bro, I was just going to say, I what know. kind I of parents so many did more you questions Kate now. Harvey, what kind of parents did you have? Because this is not normal music played in the for middle white, of America. Well, for white people. Yeah. Having, I wasn't going to even call you out. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried. <laughs> they, people that have the book, they'll see I'm a white girl. In our house, growing up, there was either talking, yelling, or music playing. It was classical music. It was faith music. It was R&B. It was rock. It was bluegrass. And that's the soundtrack that I remembered when I was quote unquote happy. And so when I mm. needed to figure it out and come back, what could I do that did not make me broke, that did not confuse me? What I could do, I could walk around the city, walk around Brooklyn and listen to stuff and make, and when I was working on the book, because I get easily distracted by noise because I hear everything because I no longer have a sense of smell and when you lose one sense the other ones become more active that's a result of my injury so you can't smell anything no but you can hear everything I can hear everything so mm -hmm. when you go to those parties and people think they're slick because they're talking low across the room you should invite me because I will hear what they say <laughs> and I will I mean I will CIA that for you <laughs> so in fact so sound distracts me so when I was working on the book, I needed to find all kinds of music that had no words. So for that, Cannonball Adderley, every wow. John Coltrane album I could find, Ravi Coltrane too, Miles Davis, who else? Um, Johnny Hartman, even though that's vocals. And wow. when I could really focus, every Nina Simone I could find. Oh, yeah. And I woke up every day to your question earlier about when people feel like they've hit their end point. One of the most effective things for me was to immerse myself in feeling grateful. Mm. And one way I got through the harder times when I was quote unquote better initially was I'd wake up and I'd hear traffic. I'd hear birds. I'd, you know, I, when the wind picks up the, a lot of the leaves and you can hear that kind of rustling, I would think to myself, you know, I almost didn't have the chance to hear this, mm. to go to the market and pick up things for breakfast, to apply for jobs, to go on dates, whatever. So I got to do all of that. And as simple, and it is simple, as simple as it may sound, that that's what got me through, that did get me through. And that gets me through still today, now, when I am scared, angry, frustrated, confused, unknowing about Big things like this government and small things like <laughs> why did those shoes no longer fit or why can I not zip all that skirt all the way up or whatever. Grateful. Mm. Gratitude. Gratitude. That's big. Mm. We do have uh, the first winner hung up. I don't know why. We, we got our information though. Um, did we? Okay. So, all right. You just don't get on the air. Let me go Enjoy to the book. Jonelle. <laughs> Jonelle, you are a winner. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. <laughs> Thank you. Woo -woo. Thank you so much. I'm first time caller. First time caller, yeah. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. First time caller. <laughs> I love the first time callers who win the first time because mm -hmm. that's just some old special juju you got going on, Jonelle. Seriously, oh. I thank you so much. I'm on my. I was on my way home. I'm sitting in the parking in my driveway. I didn't want to lose my call and have the chance to speak with you, wonderful, wonderful ladies. I thank you so much. You're the reason I got serious XM, Karen. Oh, well, good. Who told you about it? One of my girlfriends. And um, as a matter of fact, I want to shout her out. She is um, 
she had gone through a serious accident as well. And I'm going to share this book with her. When As soon as I heard mm. you speaking, Kate, it just really made me think of her. That's um, awesome. Her name is Nakia. And if you check out Invisible Cane or The Invisible Cane, I'm not sure which one. She's, she's an inspirational person. Nice. Shout out to Nakia. And thank you for telling Jonelle about us because we love new family members and old family. We just like the family. We need the family to be as big as possible. So, Jonelle, thank you so much uh, for calling. First time and winning. Believe it and behave it. How to restart, reset, and reframe your life by Kate Harvey, who's in the house. I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much. I'm so excited to just say hi and you say my name. (laughs) Jonelle, Jonelle, Jonelle. She is a winner. Laree is in the house. Kate's in the house. Um, One last question, and we have all of Jonelle's information, so this will be going out today. Um, Dating and stuff, right? Uh, A lot of us that haven't had a traumatic brain injury, we, we struggle in that area. How do how do you now how, how do you even you know approach the conversation with somebody that who you might be interested in what how does that go? Oh, that's funny. the The next book is gonna if I do if I do a huge name change and I talk with three different attorneys, I will do a book about dating, but when you're not ready. Mm. And I touch on it in the book in a chapter, but not anything fun for adult television. But to your question, <laughs> early in my recovered life, in quotes, I was real quick to reveal that I am the survivor of a traumatic brain injury. Now, I guess I should have tested the waters on that before <laughs> doing so. Because people were doing like the Homer Simpson in the bushes, <laughs> well, backing away. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> contextually, I did that at a job interview. It's, oh, I was on the third round of something. And... I guess initially I thought, well, it's just part of me, so I may as well share it. And what I came to learn is, yes, it is a part of me and for life. I am forever recovering and surviving in this, et cetera, thriving. And it will be better for me to hold it sacred. Mm. And until there is real trust and real understanding and real affection between myself and a man, better maybe not to get into it. Because it is as repellent as oil and water. Mm. And that is the truth, though, I think, about a lot of things that face us as people. You know, people will be looking for reasons not to hang with you. So if you Mm. give them one, not on purpose, Mm. which can happen, I'll tell you this, people are in your life to bring you joy, to teach you something, or both. And so I learned plenty in my, and I'm still single, in my dating life with all that, but uh, that's that's the thing there, you know. Hold it sacred. That that could apply mm. to it, because I I know a lot of people they get into they start dating and they vomit their whole entire everything on a person during the appetizer. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like <laughs> like the big yeah, reveal. That's TMI. I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess you know for people that have a lot to share, or they think they have a lot to share, because really and truly, for someone I was saying to a friend the other night. I want someone to love me as I love, which is completely, all of it, all of you, how you are, who you are now, not who you were, not who mm. you could you could be, who you are, all the quirks, all the foibles, all the messy, all the perfect. And when you feel that someone has that for you, then you can drop the knowledge. Mm. That's a good rule of thumb. I like Only you. I learned it back then but i've learned it and now i share yeah, and you have shared so, it with the yeah. entire audience you're incredible my best. you're an incredible person cosine and 
ditto and thank you both of you for wow. real grateful wow. you can come it. back hope yes, so you can. grateful yeah. listen Anytime. believe it and behave it how to restart reset and reframe your life kate harvey incredible human being it's not about overcoming like you said it's thriving and these are just lessons and, and things that you're dropping on people who need them somebody out there got a word today because of you and i know that Preach. i got a couple yeah